Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to season 10 episode 20 motherfucking 6 season 10 Tyrone T sorry T T it's all right government name all over the place I know Um, what's going on T we we uh we met each other on episode 6 season 1 yeah and we've been friends for 10 years more more or less you say yeah that's how long I've been friends for. Yeah, indeed. But have I have I improved your life? Have I, are you happy to have met me? Is what all I want. That's all I want from from our relationship. Are you happy that we I think met my each life's other? improved a lot? I've met, I've met many people. I wouldn't have met Cal if I didn't meet you. And many men. And some other many, 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 many men. <laughs> bunch of other nomads. But no, you've improved my life massively. I love you so much, T. Uh, Cal, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, man. Wonderful. All good. All you good. should be fucking wonderful. You should be one. Don't dismiss it like a. it's like a, a nothing. Spurs. That's so- a wonderful. I could have said, oh, yeah, I'm all right. Mate. Yeah, but yeah, you said it in a way either. you said it in a way that was like, um, I'm all right. It'd be wonderful. Like any time I speak to you. What Tottenham Hotspur right now are top of the tree, like the very tree. Yeah. Imagine the Christmas tree. We are the angel on top of that. Um, mm. And it's not not often we've been that way in the last 10 years. We have spent less time on top of the tree than we have in the first week of this two-week period of spending our time on top of the tree. Felonious Filth, you've been watching Spurs for many a day. Can Mm -hmm. you articulate what it's like? And I'm not asking you to just wax lyrical about Tottenham. I'm not asking you to sort of go, yeah, we're great. But can you appreciate where we are right now, given the fact that we're we're top, top of the tree, as I say? It still doesn't really feel real. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like it's another team playing. It's like um, they're always a team that are always a bit unlucky, always a bridesmaids. And obviously there's a long way to go this season, but 
it feels a bit different this time. You know, there's been debates about Pochettino almost winning us the league and whatnot, but this time it feels very different and it feels good. But I've not been crowing. I've just been kind of keeping it, being keeping it internal. But it feels feels very good. I will feel better when we start January when we're still top after smashing everything before us. Yeah, none, none of us are. I don't think any of us are crowing. Like, because this is where we're at as Spurs fans, because we are top of the league, 10 games gone, which is significant. Like, 10 games from now, if we get through this very difficult period, 10 games from now, if we're still top of the tree, where we could well be, we're in, within our rights to, to think about the idea that after 20 games, we'll be top of the league. And we're two games into this really, really dirty run that we um, just, you know... Cal, how many games in this dirty run have we lost? Oh, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. You know, we was we're two games into this really dirty run where everyone thought, "All oh, right, we're going to see where Spurs are now." And what do we do? We we take Man City out to the woodshed, pump them, and then gone to Chelsea and got a point. When do we ever get a point at Chelsea? We never get a point at Chelsea. They always beat us there, other than that that one year, which I was lucky to be at a few years ago. But every year they smash us, Chelsea, and this time. We went there and got a no. good point and was worthy of it. Cal, can I take you back to something you just said at the beginning? That you said you, we took Man City to the woodshed. What happens yeah. in the woodshed? What happens to the woodshed? What happens in the woodshed? If what we're happens taking in the woodshed? City, yeah, you, you, you get an old gammy horse, and it's when its leg don't work no more, and you get a bolt gun and you go <laughs> blow its noodles out. That's not what I thought he was going to go, and I wouldn't have encouraged you to do that. If that's if that's where you were going, I wouldn't have encouraged that. <laughs> You don't dig, don't dig. Just, <laughs> just accept the things I say. Don't, don't, don't look underneath the surface. You, you don't want to go there, mate. I didn't. I, I thought there was going to be some sort of sexual assault going on. I, I, that's what I thought. Oh, that's better, is it? <laughs> it, it? In my ethical, well, no, no, it isn't. It's not better. It's not better. <laughs> It's not better, uh, better at all. Can I just uh, take this moment to promote the fact that we've got Christmas jumpers? Um, we've got Hoybier jumpers and we've got two different versions of Huminson uh, jumpers. And the sunny one is sexy. Yeah, that they're great. Sexy. They're great. Just get them before we get a, a season desist because it's, it's coming, but we know it's coming. But what we do, uh, and I'm not proud of it, it's just we can't, we're not creative enough to not use players' faces. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so. Just go and buy the fucking jumpers before they get, we get a season to assist. If you want one, do it now because I guarantee you, within a week, we can't sell them. So, um, yeah, you can do that by going to the Fighting Cock, click on the tab that says Shop, and then from that, click on Clothing, and then it goes through to our our um, our clothing shop. Who will once you've ordered, um, they will we'll, they will produce and send out to you. Uh, yes, so uh, we've got a question from Philip Brooks, uh, and he says, what in the actual fuck was Gio trying to do? So this is the opportunity right at the end, where Gio had two... Op- Gio Lo Celso, Giovanni Lo Celso, mm. um, he had two opportunities, then he could pass right to Kane and left to, I can't remember who was on the left. Reguillon. Reguillon, and he didn't, he didn't, he, he had too much time to choose... What I guess what the the most important part of this conundrum is that that in the second half we didn't really create much and we give ourselves an opportunity right at the end. Well, Celso, who is so good on the ball, for him to not choose an option was very frustrating. What what what, what did you make of that situation, T? Oh man, you know, I really thought it was going to happen for us. I thought we'd at least force a save. You know, the previous week, Lacelso showed so much composure against um, Manchester City when he just came on and slotted it in. I was expecting him to. He could have even taken under shot himself, force a corner. Um, that's kind of my mentality when I see players, you know, in, in the box. If you if you ever got a clear view on goal and you don't think you're going to make the pass, just force a corner. You know, because there was enough time to, for the corner to be taken, but. It's like he had, it was in two minds and chose neither and just hit it into space. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think it was the, the funny bit is when um, Reggie on <laughs> speaking to him after the game because he wasn't happy. Yeah, especially... I especially love that little bastard. It, I, I love the fact that he, he was going up to... He, he was... <laughs> Lo Celso was getting himself 
uh, involved in the love-in between Thiago Silva and Lucas Moura. They, apparently, they're really good mates. I didn't know that before, but they're really good mates. And he's yeah, going up to them. Yeah, they're proper... Um, yeah, they're chiefs. But Lacelso's um, walking up to them going, oh, good game. And, uh, and Reguilon patted, like, patted um, uh, Thiago Silva on the chest like he was a eight-year-old boy and then switched himself to Lacelso and said... I was on your left-hand side. What the fuck were you doing? <laughs> and uh, uh, do you know why why that's important? The important part about that is, as fans, we don't care about your relationships with other players. Like, it's nice. It's great. It's fine. Whatever, mate. You can live your life. Have friends with each other. But for, for fans of the club, we're only interested in what you can do on the pitch. If you make a mistake, we don't want the sky cameras panning down on you talking to your mates off the pitch. The fact that Reguillon came in and went, I was open on that left-hand side, it was almost like he was the fan in that situation. Did, 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 did any of that situation like move you at all, T? I think Reguillon's reaction just made me do a little bit of a fist pump. It's like, fucking yes, he gets it, you know. He does um, get it. It ties back into to the shift in character of the team. You know, it's just like... A lot of the talk after the game was just being disappointed coming away with a draw, you know, wanting the three points. And, you know, in the past, we've gone to Stanford Bridge, as Callum alluded to earlier on, we've not performed. By this time, it felt like the players genuinely believe that they can win. They believe that they should win. Um, you know, Kane and Son didn't really perform at their best. But even then, the other players still dug in and still wanted to win the game. And I thought that was quite heartwarming. Uh, Cal, any worry that Kane and Son were kept quiet? Is it is this an issue in big games? Um, no, I think I think the, the the Man City game was quite fresh in the Chelsea Chelsea players' mind. I think it was a kind of a, a show of respect from Chelsea, really, because even though they had the better of the second half, they didn't create like shitloads of really good chances. So I think they were really set up to defend against us. You know, perhaps not as much as we were, but you know, pretty equal pretty equal footing and just to go back to what you were saying about Reguilon uh, Mourinho said last season after the North London derby that the team that won wins those games are the the team that wears the the, the fan skin and I think there was a bit of that from Reguilon he was wearing our skin and he was saying what what the fuck um no Kane's a big he's a big game player son's a big game player there's no doubt about that they've both delivered on the big stage before and they'll do so again so there were there there might have been some criticism about Tottenham Hotspur's performance in that second half. We didn't amount to much. We had zero chances. We didn't even challenge their goal in any shape or form in the second half. I my my I'm always the optimist. I'm all, always I don't know if I'm always the optimist. That's not fair. But I'm always when, when I'm on board, I'm on board. Is what I'm saying, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. so when when I when I believe, I will hundred percent believe until the point where something happens where I think this that maybe this isn't working out and maybe I shouldn't be so gung ho. But right now, I'm I'm on I'm on Mourinho's dick so hard, right? And I, I, I'll admit it. I walked away from that game, um, thinking that was. Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge. We won there once in 31 years, two, three years ago under Pochettino. We've won there once. If we want to win the league, we don't go gung-ho against teams that can really hurt us if we open up. So if we come away from that game with a point, knowing we played badly, if at the end of the season, God willing, we're in a position to win the league by a point, and this was the point that got us there, or this, you know whatever happens in 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 the several games that are going to follow, then you take it. You just you just take it. It's we've had Pochettino. We've had we've had all of the the dreamlike scenarios where a manager like Pochettino will get us playing expansive football. We want to play football the right way in inverted commas. We've had all it. We've had we've had play, uh, you know managers that want us to play expansive football. Tottenham is based on the fact we play expansive football but we haven't won a single notable trophy since 1991 so if we can just for the next year or two just give him a fucking break and just say <laughs> look if we draw against Chelsea away Chelsea being one of the best teams in the league hands down they are 
They have the players. They've invested in a way that that no one else, no one else has really. If we can just give our manager a break, just to see if we can win this fucking league that we look that, that we we haven't been able to do since 1960, motherfucking one. No matter what we've done, no matter how expansive our football, we've never been able to win this league. We have a chance now. So a subpar performance against one of the best teams in the league, best teams in Europe, then just give them a fucking chance to do it. Fuck me. Tyrone! <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> no, no, you're right, man. We've tried everything. We've tried... Um... I mean, in the 90s, we had George Graham, who was a bit more pragmatic. Then we had um, Glenn Hoddle, the prodigal son. Uh, you know, we tried Jack Santini with Arnest, and We tried everything. We tried the expansive football. We've not really tried this in the modern era. And fuck me, it's worth a go. And it's all about winning wars, not battles. We've won loads of battles over the years. We need to start winning wars now. And I believe the players and the manager have bought into that. Indeed. Cal, um, well, whereabouts are you at with Jose Mourinho now? you know said before i like jose i like him because first of all he's our manager that's it he's it's like like with the players he's wearing the shirt he's ours i back him it's the same as a manager he's he's the tottenham manager i don't think about his past at chelsea or wherever other club he's the spurs manager he wants spurs to win we want spurs to win so we're all in this we're all on the same team um I don't, I think I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, we need to get over the previous manager, I'm not even going to say his name anymore, when we need to stop fucking harking back to him, it's pathetic, it's time to, Dr Tottenham's dead, he hung himself like Shipman, it's done, it's now about, <laughs> it's now about Jose, and Jose's going to hoover up trophies for us, that's what, that's what we all want, we all want fucking trophies, I want to see it, and if if we have to stomach a few games like that, you know, where we sit up, sit tight and get a point. I was fucking happy. I was fist pumping when we got that point. At yeah, me too. Like, yep. Me too. I was like, fucking nice. And even the Celso, I didn't dwell on it too much when the Celso did that. Yeah, it was it was annoying. Just but I didn't dwell on it. It happens. I was like, Do you know what? This game's over. Point, lovely jubbly, this fuck off. Right. Uh, the Spurs, Spurs well, stat, man. We love the Spurs stat, man, on the fighting cop. Yes, podcast. we do. Uh, follow the Spurs stat, man. It's at the Spurs stat, man. He's got, he's got an Instagram account as well that he's pushing... If you want stats on Spurs, then this is the man because he has a Twitter account called Spurs Tap Statman. What, what, what more do you want? Anyway, okay. he 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 posted uh, something about Serge Aurier. Uh, so apparently, against Chelsea, he, he had the most defensive aerial aerial duels one, two, most interceptions two, wow. joint most tackles one, two, second most ball recovery six. Defensively sound is the statement that Spurs that man has put out. Three out of those four things, I don't really know what they are, but it sounds good. <laughs> so what the question I'm asking you boys, Flonius, who is our best right back right now? Is it Serge Aurier or is it Doherty? Uh, prefer Doherty, but no, I've got to give um, Serge well, what, Aurier his what, due. Wait, no, Doherty, sorry to stop you. What, what are you getting at there? Well, you, you prefer Doherty because what? I just think... Well, is it because he's think... white? Is that is that what you're getting at? <laughs> I fucking knew it! Knew he's, it! He's Irish, so he's not white. <laughs> <laughs> remember the 1960s, mate, all those signs. Yeah, but no, I remember them even no though... No travellers, no dogs, no blacks. <laughs> no blacks, no dogs. Uh, yeah, um, so, on paper, though, it does feel like Serge Aurier in the last couple of games has staked a claim, do you think? See? I think... I think he has. I think he's um, one of those people who's just very, is a very, very dominant player. I think Doherty doesn't really have that in his locker. Doherty is very consistent. And what Doherty has is I reckon, I reckon he'll probably get a lot of goals this season. He's like an auxiliary striker. And Aurier doesn't really have that. But what he's, yeah. when Aurier's on his game, he just dominates that whole side. And that's what he did on Sunday. And I'd imagine he'll start against um, against Arsenal. It's frustrating. You do watch the game... Almost waiting for him to make an hour, but he was faultless on Sunday. He was. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. And I, and I almost want to defend him because of the undue uh, shade that he gets cast upon him, I think, I, a little bit. And, and I do, like, I'm, I was mucking about just, just now, but I do feel like there is there is some issue about that people make, in football, domestic football, people cast aspersions on 
black players and and call them in, uh, unintelligent. Do you know what I mean? They're, they'll 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 um they'll they'll you know they they they'll dig out Serge Aurier and say oh he makes silly mistakes. Carl Walker makes silly mistakes. Dean Austin. I never heard of one person ever say Dean Austin <laughs> made a silly mistake, and he wasn't half the right back that both of those players are. Anyway, look, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, it, uh, Cal, if you could, uh, if you could start one right back, Serge Aurier or um, Matt Doe at Arsenal, would would you have any issue with either one of them starting? I don't think there's loads between them. I really don't. I think. We bought him, and kind of the the perception amongst um, foot, you know Spurs fans and kind of football journalists and stuff was that we were getting an improvement. We wasn't getting Cafu, but we was getting an improvement. I don't see Matt Doherty as a massive improvement on Serge. Perhaps that's because he's used to playing in a three, three at the back, and well, five at the back instead of a four. Maybe he's kind of adjusting to that. Um, but he's not a million miles better than Aurier. He, I think they're about level and I think they'll both have periods during the season where where they'll start the bigger games um at the minute it seems to be that Aurier's got the shirt for the Premier League games and and Doherty's got it for Europa League um that's partially because he got the Rona and that kind of ruled him out for for a couple of the of the league game the City game in particular um but I I love Serge I love him I think he's great um and yeah he makes silly mistakes he gives away a few too many set pieces um but I think he's one. I think with Mourinho, I think the the thing with Mourinho is there's a. I think a club like Spurs, where we, we we're not spending as much money as as Chelsea, we don't pay the wages of City or Liverpool. There has to be a sense of buying in. There has to be a sense of buying into the big picture to the project that Mourinho's putting together. Nobody's nobody buys in more to that than Harry Kane, but Serge is one of those that's absolutely bought into Mourinho and has definitely improved since Mourinho's been there. He's a massive. Is there a player that's improved more than Serge Aurier? And, and people talk about um, Eric Dyer mm-hmm. uh, and the potential of Deli Ali, but Serge Aurier has benefited massively. And I, I didn't think that that would be the case. Did you, T? Well, it's difficult to say because in Mourinho's first season, there were some games where Aurier was pretty terrible. Um, last season, I think there were games where. Yeah, he was pretty scary, and I think Mourinho said as much in the in the All or Nothing documentary. But every player to a man is buying into what Mourinho is trying to do at Spurs this season in particular. And um, the interviews after the game, the camaraderie, and just just the effort on the pitch. Everyone knows their job. I think maybe maybe with um, Aurier and Sissoko to a degree is that they have a very specific set of instructions. Not is not maybe as free form as under previous management. So maybe that's benefited them in a way. They know their job. And I guess Aurier's job was just to, you know, cancel out Werner. And he did to a degree because I think Werner got subbed off. And Ziyech didn't really do much either. So that's credit to Sissoko as well. So they both did their jobs in cancelling out the opposition. So, yeah, I think this season we're all going to see a lot of improvements. And I really do feel that Delhi's going to come into his own at some point this season. Yeah. It feels like he's coming back to the fore in the same way that Ndombele did. Um, you know, he, it feels like Ndombele, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Dele Alli is, is, is finding his way back into this squad and it might be through hard work and diligence to the cause that fight, finds himself back in the first 11 or, or, or at the very least in the next couple of weeks in, in the squad. And if you have the Dele Alli who has all of the mercurial skill and ability that he fades in and out of games, but he has that element of elevating himself amongst the, above, sorry, the the other players on the pitch. That if we can get a player that's motivated and believes in whatever else is going on, if that is the case, then we've got a Dele Alli plus one because of what he's gone through. So let's just hope Mm -hmm. that is the case. Um, Jose Mourinho, after the game, he quoted, according to Charlie Eccleshare, he says, we are not even in the race. This is for the league. So we are not a horse. We are not. We are just a pony. You see mm. the difference. Joe Roden was playing for Swansea. Thiago Silva has been and still is one of the best centre-backs in the world. Um, and he adds that uh, Joe Roden was, uh, has been a pleasure to work with. Do, is there any significance in the fact that Chelsea have Thiago Silva, who has won everything, has, has played at the top level for many, many years, 
And at the other end of the pitch, we have Joe Roden. Both teams are going for the league. Both teams are trying to do everything they can to get as many points as they can to top this title. And we do have Joe Roden, who's, who may go on to be an incredible player. And, he, and, and for 80, 90, 85 minutes was fantastic for us. But there's a difference between us still, between Tottenham and, and, and Chelsea, isn't there, T? Because they can still spend, they can still buy Thiago Silva or, or have him on loan or whatever it is that he's, he's gone there with and, and, and pay him 200, 300 grand a week. And Joe Roden must be on 20 at most. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, Chelsea are operating at a different level to us in the transfer market, and even in the aims as a as a side before the season started, that I talked about as um, contenders for the league, we've kind of slowly made our way through. You know, we started out the season having just bought Doherty, Joe Hart, and Olivier, and I thought I'd be happy with finishing fourth. Obviously, the, the goalposts have shifted with the rest of the transfer window, but. Yeah, I think Mourinho is playing it down. He did the same thing when he, when he was in his second spell at Chelsea about being a pony and not being a horse. So mm. we'll see. But there are parallels with that. When the Gerard slip game, as you'll call it, um, he played this guy called Tom Callas. I think he was at Chelsea for many, many years as a youth player. And he just slung him into the big game and he did well. And I think he, similar with Tanganga against Liverpool last See, season. Did, so. well, sorry, did jo- Jose play? Jose was the manager in that game. Yeah, he was because yeah. he ran down the touchline. He was he was sick as a dog all week as well. I didn't he know was that. All up, uh, and he, he played a youth player in that yeah. game. Jack, Jack, is it Jack? At centre back. Wow, I didn't Tom know Callis. that. Tom Callas. Yeah, I, I had no idea about that. I had no idea because like, he he has a propensity to chuck players in to difficult games. Tanganga against Liverpool and Man City last season. Yeah. Roden yeah. here. He has no. I, I, it kind of feels like, and I felt like this when I, I knew that, uh, that that Roden was playing, is that he's drilled into his players a system that they know they can just play within. And I reckon, and I, I, I'm punting here, but I, I, I can imagine that Roden would have played there and he, and maybe Mourinho would have said to him, or maybe he had so much confidence he didn't need to be, be told this. But in front of him, he has Sissoko... And Hoybier, who will clean up 99% of the balls that come into that, that area. They will, they will deal with it because they're that good, they're that experienced, and they're that drilled that Joe Roden, all, all he has to do is play his game. And, and I wonder if there's, there, there, is, there is some sort of correlation between what he's done in previous clubs and throwing young players in. Because I've never heard of that bloke, T, that you just mentioned. I didn't know that he played such an important game. He's one of those players who's just got loaned out left, right and centre and he's probably at Vitesse Arnhem or somewhere like that. I know he moved to Fulham as well. But the other point I wanted to make was that because we play fairly deep in defence, it's not that difficult for defenders to slot in. Mm. So that made it a bit easier for Rodo because the game, the game was in front of him. There wasn't much going on behind him. So, and that, that helped him and he, and he, and he did very well. I want to move on quickly, but we, we, need to, we need to make a point about Ndombele again. Um, Cal, what, what what do you make of this guy? Because there was there was a moment, and we've seen it at Man City, and it resulted in a goal, and it was almost the exact same passage of play where he got the ball, he did a mm. half turn, he removed uh, Kovacic and Kante mm-hmm. from the game yeah. completely. Yeah. But, but it was just... It, it was sick. really early, it and makes he just it... sent Kante for a hot dog, and Kante's just one of these... He's one of the best players in the league, isn't he, Kante? And yeah, just, but at that moment, he was like, give yeah. me all the hot dogs because I'm start, yeah. I'm done. He sent him. He just sent him for said, fuck off, go and get me a hot dog, you mug. He was just, you know, we talked, you know, in the past, we've, we've spoken about, you know, um, you know, say when Kane's injured and we miss Kane and, you know, Sonny or whoever, Ndombele's becoming that now. He's becoming like yeah. a really pivotal part of the side. Um, and, you know, they've been... He's not been playing every minute of every game. They've been bringing Lacelso on, but which is actually really smart management as well because it's keeping Lacelso involved. And as we've spoken about before, keeping keeping everybody involved is so important in a season like this where we're trying to win things. Well, we've got we've um, gone from we've gone from a, a a midfielder who looks doesn't look fit, looks like he's mm-hmm. blowing out of his ass constantly, to him starting two games in four days or three days. Mm. Well, 
Antigua. Um, I think it's um, I think he's been amazing, and the fact he's not playing ninety minutes probably preserves him for longer. It's a long season; we've got lots and lots of games. I mean, maybe he could have played ninety minutes against Chelsea, but we've got we've got a game against Lask, which you know isn't really a massive game now, and we've got Arsenal at, at the weekend. So he, I think he's keeping all these players fresh. He could probably start both those games. I, I hope Lacelso starts against Lask, but. And if Ndombele played 60 minutes against Lask and 60 minutes against Arsenal, I'd have no issue with it because I, of what's gone before. My concern of Ndombele is just um, as he nailed down the role because sometimes he's been almost alongside Hoybier playing that deep. And at times he's almost been like, almost a number 10 behind, mm. you know, behind the front three. So it would be nice to have him have a consistent role in the side. Yeah. As I said, you know, we're all just loving what we're seeing right now. Yeah, he's magic. He's magic. Um, so the best bit, apart from Spurs being top of the league for two weeks, just want to reiterate that two weeks at the top of the league <laughs> enough, is something we haven't seen probably since 1987. Is that right? Is that a fair thing to say? Definitely in the mid-80s, yeah. 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 Um, the lad's playing cricket. <laughs> So it reminds you. So it, it, I mean, I'm sure all of you listening listen to this will know. There's this. Uh, they've set up a fucking GoPro or whatever. I don't know if the club's done it, whatever. But they're playing indoor cricket, and there's only about eight or nine of them playing it. And every clip that comes out reminds me of when I used to do that when I was, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen in secondary school. Not to the ability that they're doing it, obviously, but I reckon I could handle myself in that situation. But, <laughs> but it, it's just, it doesn't it look. Like fantastic how how much camaraderie there is between them, and, oh, and yeah. I guess you only see that camaraderie when things are going well, when you are riding high at the top of the league for two weeks, the best yeah. best two weeks of my life. But it, it's great to see, and I, I hope that we're top of the league for the next ten years, so we can just see all of this good shit. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? And Joe Hart was like trending on Twitter because everyone was like really raving about his like action and all of that, and apparently he played like county level, like he was a good a good cricketer and you see like Reggie on like sliding in, even though he, even though he posted that video where he got no clue what's <laughs> yeah. going on at all. He has no clue about the sport at all. There's... I did think that watching it, cause it's a very English kind of game, isn't it? It's, yeah. Unless just... you're like South Africa and Australian or whatever. He just looked like he's in, he wanted to get involved and that's, that's, yeah. that's all you need, isn't it? He's, he's a part, he, instead he could have gone home and done whatever he, he's got a wonderful, incredible uh, missus. He could have gone home to, but instead he wants to play cricket, which he doesn't have a clue what the fuck it's about with the boys because he wants to join in. Mm. All right. Uh, so um, a, a couple of weeks ago, T, you, 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 T makes a running order for the fighting cock. I want to always thank him for that because that's pretty You're much the, the driving force of what we do on this, on this show. But two weeks ago, you posted a, uh, a series of fixtures that looked daunting. Mm-hmm. And those fixtures were Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool, Leicester. And I was like, what are we going to do? This is where we're going to get found out. The fact is that given the results that have just gone in the last couple of weeks in the Premier League, we now have Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool, Leicester, Leicester who have lost um, 40% of their games this year including a uh, 2-1 defeat to Fulham at home. That was mad. And then Stoke, <laughs> Wolves and Fulham. Mm. Suddenly, this nightmare fixture list that Tottenham apparently have mm. maybe doesn't exist. If we can get, if we can beat Arsenal, if we can get a draw out of Liverpool and a draw out of Leicester, I'm not saying that that's the minimum that yeah. potentially we could hope for. If we can win two and draw one, we're gonna be. We're gonna be. If we're not top, we'll be close. And then after that, suddenly the fixture list opens up again. No, absolutely. I was gonna say the Leicester games at home. By the way, I just didn't put whether it's home or away. Leicester games at home, so yeah, be confident there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, like Cal, how are you feeling now that we've gone through two of the big clubs? And bearing in mind, we, we we we've absolutely slapped Man United away. Mm. That we've gone through two of the big sides, Man City, Chelsea. That we've got Arsenal, and look, 
it's you, you can never discount this this fixture. It doesn't matter what's going on. Mm. That their players will be up for it because they understand what it means. Our players will be up for it, and it will be a free for all. It will be like two heavyweights who forget how good they are, and they just want to knock the fuck each other out. Mm. But if we can knock them out, if we can land that first punch and knock them out, and we only need three points from Liverpool or Leicester, given the fact we've got Palace, Stoke, Wolves, and Fulham, you know, not all of those are easy fixtures, but you'd think, given what we've seen so far, that we're in a good position. That we're in, like we are in a good position, right? Oh god! And you think about, like you just said, like we've got the Man United game out of the way, and we've pumped them at Old Trafford. We've got the Chelsea game out of the way, um, away at Stamford Bridge, which is usually a tough game for us. We've got Liverpool coming up. That's you know you go into you go into the new year, and we've got three of the big six kind of away games out of the way, and two of those are probably the hardest ones for us. You know, Liverpool and Chelsea—they're the hard, and they're actually Man United. We actually never do great at Old Trafford, really. Um, so to get those three out of the way, we, like you said, we could go into the new year in the semi-final of a League Cup and right up there in terms of the Premier League and looking to challenge again, going into the second half of the season, going into trying to win the title, win the um, championship flag. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Win it, win it all. Win it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> boys, I, I want you to both comment on this. Um mm-hmm. We're, we're potentially being allowed fans back in for the North London derby. I, I don't even like saying those words, by the way. North London derby. I know that's what it's called, but it's not a North London... It, has, it would never be a North London derby. It's just... Scum game. It's the scum game. It's actually, can we call it that from now on? Not NLD, okay. not North London derby, just the scum. The time we play the scum. Um, but T, you, you've applied. And Cal, I wonder if you have as well. Um, applied for the game... Uh, against Arsenal, so tell me, like, why you want to go, like, like what what you think about the, um, you know, restrictions of not being able to sing. You'll be five or four seats away from anybody you're being sit, sat near. Is is it two thousand in the entire stadium? I believe it's two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Just what? What do you make of this whole situation? Is it a good thing? Should be? Is this the first step towards getting everybody back in, or is it just? Like, what is it? Because until the vaccine comes, it we can't really get together again. Both of you, t- tell me what you think. Well, Tea. I've got an exclusive. I was unsuccessful in my application. Just got the email now. So, big guide. But um, I think it's light at the end of the tunnel. It is a bit weird, you know. We could go, we're all cooped up, and now we're watching football again as if COVID has taken a night off. Uh, you know, I really do, do miss a full ground. There's going to be two thousand people in a sixty thousand seat stadium. It's going to be, it's going to be very empty. It's going to be very weird. What the atmosphere will be like? We've seen games in Ukraine in the Champions League where there's fans in the stadium and they're still dotted around. You don't even know that they're there. It still feels like a training session. But as you've said, Flav, I think until we get a vaccine, I don't think we're going to get a full ground. Good, Cal. Yeah, I. Uh... Full disclosure, I'm not a season ticket holder anymore, so I did not apply. Um, but for me, I, I, yeah, I I can understand why people applied. I think even if I was a season ticket holder, I probably wouldn't have applied because I just don't think it's the same unless you're seeing all the people you would normally see. Um, so I think, like, if, you know, I would have got a ticket and T wouldn't have got a ticket, it would just, you know, lost its kind of thing. You know, it's about we want to see Spurs smash up the scum, obviously, but you also want to be there with your mates. Yeah. at the same time and so for me it just it doesn't hold that and like you said being 2000 or 60,000 stadium it's going to be really really weird but it's about getting cash in the till for the club it's about um like T said getting trying to get slowly slowly get us back to normal um and if you know they still still allow um people to to go all the way up until March April when you'd hope that a vaccine's starting to get distributed amongst, you know, around the country, then I, I get it. I understand it. Fair enough. We've got the uh, quiz coming up. Oh. And uh, currently, Sorry. as it uh, as it stands, Jimmy Regal has nine out of ten questions. T, you got eight out of ten. But there's been yeah. some con- controversy, isn't it? Because um, Apparently, the quiz was easier for Jimmy than it was for everybody else. But do you think that that was a fair statement to make? 
I was surprised at the questions. I don't have a proper <laughs> the person. I don't have a proper the person who's putting the questions together because he works very hard. But he does. He does work very hard. A bit easier. Uh, do you know how easy, uh, how difficult it is, rather to to, to yeah. understand what the difficulty levels. Um, so what we've done is um, we've got we've got on uh, Steve from the Hot Spurs podcast, who is the only person to beat legitimately beat. Felonious Filth in a quiz and that was on the live show back in the day when we used to do it in the oh, I can't remember the place now the White Rabbit in Shoreditch the White Rabbit yeah. in Shoreditch and to be fair he did beat UT so and he, he has he has been bagging on about it for God, about three years so we've got him on and he's coming on soon in about five minutes we're, we're going to do what will now become a, ver- a, a challenging Tottenham Hotspur quiz because I feel like, you know, if people want to come on on the fighting cock and they want to answer questions, then this needs to be a certain level of challenge about these questions. So it can't be easy anymore. Anyway, before we do that, we've got Lask in the. Have we got Lask? Are we playing them? Yeah. Right, okay. them. Is it LASK or it doesn't matter? Who cares? Yeah, yeah, Once you're we right. beat them, we'll never have to think about them ever again. But William Hill are uh, the sponsors of the Fighting Cock, and, and God bless them because they've made this season much easier than it could have been. Um, but uh, they've given us some odds. Uh, Vinicius seven to two to be the first goal scorer. What do you make, Cal, of Vinicius' uh, his start this season? Uh, he score. He's played three games. He scored two and assisted three times. I was a little bit worried about him in front of goal. I thought that there was a certain element of Vincent Janssen's about him, but <laughs> the, the, the quality of opponent that he hasn't that he's faced hasn't been incredible. But Janssen also played in Europa League ties or, or Champions League ties against minor teams. Uh, I've been quite impressed, haven't you? I have. I've been really quite impressed. Even the the the, the Antwerp game where he got pulled off. I actually thought he played all right in that game. I actually haven't. I've not seen a bad game from him yet. West Brom, he had a pretty good chance against West Brom, nearly scored. Two goals in the week last week against Ludogrets, take, both taken really well. The second one was a tapping, but the first one was nice. He gave the keeper the eyes and sent in the wrong way. That was a, a really good finish as well. I think he's done really good. And I think I think the only point, do you know what? The worry for me is, is that with everything going on financially, is that we maybe won't be able to afford to buy him uh, at the end of the season. I actually think there is there is a pretty high ceiling with him. Well, so so I, we, we've got what is three million loan fee, but what's the the? I think it's like thirty eight million or something to buy. Oh, I can't imagine that. Not for a backup strike. Not for a backup dancer. Yeah, <laughs> but he's good. He's good. I like him. I think he's really good. And uh, I think but the more the longer we're in the, in the Europa League, and obviously got the League Cup game, we've got the FA Cup against Marine as well. So hopefully he'll get to play in that. Um, yeah, I, I like him. I think he's good. I think we're gonna. I think he's gonna do bits for us. Uh, Gareth Bale to score any time is 23 to 20, which is about as close to evens as you can get. Um, what, what do you make of his situation so far, T? Because is it about his fitness? Is it just about game management? Or, or doesn't he have, in the modern game, playing for a team like Tottenham, does, be, does, does he perhaps lack something that we need that, you know... Um, Bergvine or Lucas Moura gives us that he can't. What, what, what do you make of his situation so far, T? It's a bit of an odd one. There's been a lot of speculation because at the time when he joined, I think the West Ham game was earmarked and that ended up being his debut and we thought he'd be up and running by now, which is December. Uh, it is a bit of game management. I think Mourinho's keeping everyone's head in the game. There's, I think we're going to get people speaking out You know, their lack of minutes and maybe Winks did it himself but I don't know I guess maybe maybe Bale isn't as dynamic as, as Bergwijn but surely he's got to get a run on, run out against Liverpool or Arsenal because I think that you know he's, he offers that something a bit different to Arsenal. everyone else I love the idea of Arsenal I, I love Arsenal it. makes sense it makes absolute sense the Arsenal game doesn't it because yeah, I think because... they're I think they're there for us to if we can get an early goal we could really fucking carve them imagine, up. Imagine if we beat him 8-0. Yeah, yeah. Vinicius comes on and gets a quick eight, four minute hat trick. Flonius 8 0. Tottenham Hotspur oh, 8. Arsenal 0. Imagine it. Imagine it. Like, like the memes would never stop. <laughs> they would, never. It would never end for them. 
That they would never recover from eight nil. The problem right. is I might sack Arteta and get someone indecent. I, I, mate, yeah. they could do whatever they want. If we beat them eight nil, they could they could employ Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp. We'd have that over them for the rest of their entire scummy little crustacean lives that they live. Anyway, um, Spurs to win 2-0, 8-1, to which is not a bad shout at all, because I don't think we're going to go out and, and, and try and grab this game too much. Uh, Spurs to win 2-0, so any, any, uh, any score to 0, 11-5. Uh, uh, all match odds are subject to fluctuation. Check out their website on that for all enhanced prices in the build-up to the match, so all the odds change closer you get to the match the better gods you get uh fans can just send uh william hill a bespoke bet by tweeting at william hill using the hashtag hashtag your odds and uh they'll give a price on it happening all right let's do the quiz um it's happening we're bringing Exciting. on the bring on steve he's been giving it the big one for ages uh steve if you're listening hopefully you are because we, we've overrun uh, let's hear you. Hello. There he Hello. is. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Um, uh, are you listening? Any comments? I've been listening throughout. Right. I've been listening throughout. Um, so, uh, how you doing, T? <laughs> Not bad, mate. <laughs> um, so, as soon as this came live, I heard, oh, here he is. Here he is. Was that, was that about me? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd no, like... that was that was about Flav because me and T was in the in the chat oh, okay. and then Flav came in. It might have been about yeah. you. What you got a problem, Steve? Here is, this, is there an issue? Yes. You're gonna... Yeah, that, 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 that's right. I, I haven't been giving it the big one. All, all, all it is is uh, just a little, little bit of recognition that T has been beaten, and uh, it, it was a, a crazy night. And I don't know how I beat him, but I did. He did. He did and, indeed. Uh, Quite frankly, we don't really need to do the quiz because you've already said that I won. <laughs> oh, but we do, Steve. <laughs> we do. We do. We do indeed. So can we crack, crack this on, Steve? You ready? Yeah, ready. I'm going to say that this isn't easy. So just giving you a pre-warning. So in 1916, uh, 19, uh, sorry, 2016, 2017. Hang on. Hang on a, is, this, is this question to me? Yeah. Sorry, just, 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 you're, just, you're a bit quiet. Okay. Just to you, mate. You just... They're just to me, these questions, yeah? Just you, mate. All, all you got to do oh, is sorry, answer. Sorry, yeah. Go on then. Let's go for it. Uh, you you sound like you're panicking a bit, mate, to be honest. Are you panicking, Steve? <laughs> Are you panicking? You're shitting the bed a bit. It's okay. <laughs> right, right, Steve. Uh, number <laughs> one, in 2016-2017, how many goals did Delielli score in the Premier League? Clue, it was his most prolific season ever. Oh, I'm just going to guess that. I have no idea, but I'll guess... Uh, um, uh, fifteen. Close. It was eighteen. Uh, number two. Who drummed up? Who dumped a, a bucket of water over Harry Redknapp after beating City one nil to qualify for the Champions League? David Bentley. Yes, correct. Uh, number three. Uh, what do Sol Campbell, Sol Dardo, and Canute have in common? It's something to do with their debut. That's the clue. Um, scored? So they all scored in their debut. Congratulations. That is two out of three. Uh, number four, who's, who was Spurs' Spurs's top goal scorer in the league in 2001-2002 season? If you want to... Well, we've got a clue here. If you feel like you need it, I can give you a clue because it is a difficult question. I'll give you a clue. Steve, you there? Googling it now. <laughs> Steve, you there? He's he's gone. He's forfeited. It's over. <laughs> no, he's still there. He's still there. Steve. <laughs> he's not gone. He's he's, <laughs> he's, he's connection. His connections. Uh... I can see. Yeah, he's still there. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh, what Maybe it's a drop out and come back in. What do we do here? That's not... a forfeit. That's a forfeit. I'm not editing this. That's a forfeit. Steve, can't come on here giving it a big one and then and then start googling. He's done. Cal, 
I don't know if he's Googling, but I don't know. He's not Googling. No, he's not. He's, oh, he's gone! Bad. He's gone! He's gone! He's bottled it! It's over! He's going to come back in. There he is. Oh, Steve. Back back now. In. There he is. <laughs> Steve, you there? Hello? Yeah, there ah, we go. Right, hey. let's, let, let's I don't start. Know what happened there? You, you asked a question about um, yeah. the uh, a top ask... goal scorer or something? I'll ask it again. Uh, who was Spurs' top, top goal scorer in the league in 2001-2002 season? Uh, this was the top goal scorer in a 2001-2002 season. Uh, the... um... We'll give you a clue because it is quite difficult. Yeah. Um, he scored 10 goals and he was our assistant manager. So, is that uh, Poyet? Yes. Congratulations. That's three out of four. All right, number five. Okay. How many Brazilian players have played for Spurs, past or present? And you can, uh, and can you name three that are not currently playing for the side? Brazilian. So, we've got three. Uh, we've got uh, Gilberto. Yes, correct. Congratulations. rubbish. Um, it was rubbish. You've, you've, uh, Brazil. They can't have Alan Brazil, I suppose. So, how many Brazilian players have played for Spurs, past or present? Okay. Oh, in total, I would say there's probably been uh, five. There is, yes, there's more than five. There's six. So, can you name three? So, you've got the goalie. Uh, oh, Gomez. Yep, Gomez, Gilberto. Gilberto. And one more. And, uh, oh, this is what happens, isn't it? Your mind goes blank. Um, when the pressure's on, Steve. Oh, goodness. Uh, right, so... Obviously You've got Gomez, Gilberto. Gomez, uh, Gilberto. Three Gilberto. Brazilian players, that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Sandro. Correct. You could also have had Lucas Moura, uh, Vinicius and Paulinho. Uh, right. Number six, yeah. who scored the ninth goal against Wigan in the 9-1 thrashing? I think that was... Um... I think that it was either the free kick from Bentley or it was Cranshaw. What are you going to go for? I'm going to go for Cranshaw. It was correct. That's five out of six. Well done, Steve. You're smashing this, to be fair. Uh, number seven. How many players have won the World Cup whilst playing for Tottenham since 1994? Right. So how many players have won the World Cup while playing for Spurs? Yeah, since 1994. The 994. Well, obviously, Loris. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think that's it. Well, it sounds like you're a robot. What? what um, what's your answer? Is it one. Yeah, Loris. I, I think you got that. Just right. Loris. Yep, correct. Steve, Loris. you still one. Yep. Steve, Steve, Steve where, where do you live? Where, where are you recording from? Doesn't matter. We're going to get through this. Um, Steve, yeah. you still with us? Steve? Steve, drop out and drop in again. Quick. Come on. This is the fighting cop, boys. This is what it's like. Someone has to be the voice of reason here. Well, he's got seven out of, out of eight. No, no, six he's got out, nothing. Six out of what would you? What would you have done? Nothing. Forfeited him after the first drop. What would you have done in this quiz? Nothing. Well, I got. I would have got fucking twenty-seven out of ten. You would have got fuck all. Oh, I would have got about three. Yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, Steve, come on, mate, help us out. No, he's, doing, he's doing really well. He is doing really, really well. He is doing. Uh, Steve, are you there? Fuck, we're gonna have to bring him back next week. I think. Yeah, because he's going to, you know, must, can't, can't go to Google, can he? <laughs> no. Oh, the T, too. Yes. <laughs> All right. I tell you what, uh, we're going to have to mute Steve because we don't know if he's coming back. Uh, I've done that now. Uh, T, just let me, like, could you just give it the big one then? Let me give you the rest of these questions, right? Okay. Okay. Number eight. Uh, who scored? Uh, the, the, the answer to that was uh, Lloris, number one. Uh, number eight, who scored more Premier League goals for Spurs, Rafa van der Vaart or Berbatov? Okay, Berbatov. Do you know how many how many more did he, who scored more? Like, how many more did he score than Rafa van der Vaart? Three. Do you know the answers? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, <laughs> 
Do you know, do you, do you know what? Bollocks to this. Uh, for the people at home, <laughs> this is for the people at home because people play play this at home. T, you can go get on. to fuck. The, the, the next two. Yeah, yeah, but you can't answer these. I won't. Because you know. Uh, um, number nine, I played for range. Actually, Cal, how about you yeah. answer these two, Mr. Billy Big Bollocks? I played for Rangers, Spurs, Sunderland, Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest, Mallorca, and Bolton. Who am I? Alan Hutton. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know the answers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> T, did you share in the answers? Yes, they're in the fucking WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did actually do that. I'm sorry, I completely forgot. All right, it was Alan Hutton, and um, I'm not going to ask these two. For the people playing at home, if you manage to get nine or ten out of ten, whatever it you got, do you know what? If you think you can do well in this quiz, I know this has been a bit of a shit show, and it's, this isn't on Steve because he, he really no. did answer well, right? He did well, yeah. He did, he did, he did, really, did well. really well. He did really well. Yeah. Uh, but if you think you can take this on, um, my DMs are open on Twitter, Flav underscore Bateman. DM me. If you want to take on this quiz, then just DM me. I'll get you on next week. All you have to do is join Discord. It doesn't matter what you have to do. I'll explain it. Just DM me and say, I want to take part of the quiz. And you can give it a go. Currently, Jimmy Riggle is 9 out of 10. He's the person you need to chase. I've given t- Tyrone... That's, fuck, I've done it again. Polonius <laughs> Filth, the, the, the opportunity... Sorry, T, I'm so sorry. I really am. It's, I don't mean it. I really don't. No one's died. Okay, it's fine. Good. Um, I, you know, I, I've given Polonius Filth the opportunity to retake the quiz. He's, you know, he's just not interested. I, think, I feel like he's completed quizzes. All right? He's passed it. But if you want to stake your claim as the guy, the guy... Uh, on on the fighting cock quiz, then just DM me and we'll get you on the show. It's not a problem. The final question to complete the quiz: Number ten, which Spurs defender was on the cover of FIFA 2000? FIFA, I wouldn't have got that. All right, so I'm 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 going to give you the people at home five seconds of silence. Don't talk. The answer was Sol Campbell. Reefer, it only have really been him. Presence of elimination. Yeah. It's not going to be Justin Edinburgh, is it? I think no. he had an England shirt on as well. I think he did. Oh. All right. Uh, that has been the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you so much, William Hill, for backing us. Um, it makes, like I said, it makes our lives easier. It makes doing this fantastic. And we've been able to, I don't know if anyone noticed, but we're doing videos. Uh, we're, we're putting films out on Twitter, on our Instagram. Uh, follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter at Love the Shirt on Instagram, the Fighting Cock, and all the other shits that exist. And um, you know, it's because of William Hill that we've been able to fund those things. Anyway, Felonious Filth, Callum the Fudge Rudge. Thank you, boys. Thanks, well, Sam. And thank you, Steve, for taking part in the quiz. We'll get you back on next week to take part again because I feel like you need another chance. All right, boys, that has been fantastic. Cheers. Good. Bye. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel name. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. 
And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.